Hello, hello. What's up? What's good? Ni hao. Bonjour, privet. Que cosa sucede? Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, adventurous, and creative people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. People always ask me who my favorite guests are, and, and that's not a fair question because I love all the guests. I love that I learn with each guest is like my own personal professor, and I've learned more on this show than all my years of school, and I would never be able to pick a favorite. That being said, today's adventurous guest is one of my favorites. Willow River Tonkin grew up on the beaches of Mauritius, and being on the water taught him to appreciate the beauty and power of our oceans. Scan the beach and you'll find him either surfing, kite surfing, or foiling. And with all those adventures, Willow describes himself simply as a waterman. His oceanic expeditions have taken him all across the world. He's been involved in numerous competitions and serves as an instructor in numerous aquatic activities. He's got a ton of accolades, but most importantly, he's one of the coolest guys that I know. On today's episode, Willow talks about the new water sport that he's working on perfecting. Uh, it's something that I'd never heard of, and he'll, he's going to explain how this new hobby is what he's going to be focusing on in 2021. Willow also reflects on how a life spent on the water, in the water, under the water, has augmented his, his world philosophy and how he believes it's helped him understand and appreciate nature and, and the fact that we're all connected. Willow also talks about the excitement that comes with being crashed around in waves, spoken only like a surfer can. This was such a fun conversation. Willow was awesome and motivated me so much that I feel like I have to add water activities on my 2021 goal list. I love Willow because of his profound passion for being on the water because it also has strengthened how much he cares about the planet and sustainability. And Willow chats about why it's important that through our adventures that we also make it priority to be ecologically moral and sustainable. Thrilled for you guys to meet him. So let's go ahead and bring on island boy, waterman, and adventurer Willow River Tonkin. And let's learn. If you met someone on a plane and they're like, hey, what's up? What do you do? How do you define yourself? Because you do a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's quite a hard one, eh? Um, I don't know. I'd say uh, that I'm pretty much an island boy. I've grown up on my, my little island in Mauritius pretty much my whole life. And I've been fortunate enough to meet the right people and be motivated and yeah, kind of, I don't know, forward driven that I've been able to create these awesome opportunities in life that's led me to travel around the whole world doing what I love, which is kite surfing and water sports in general. So yeah, it's, it's, quite a, it's quite a long story, but that's probably how I'd explain myself. Yeah, I guess on the business card, maybe it just says island boy or, or someone who's living because you're just definitely, you're living a full life, that's for sure. Of course. From an early age, you spent many hours on the water. So what were your earliest memories of the ocean? The earliest memories would probably have to be when I actually got my first surfboards uh, from my dad. Um, together with my brothers, he bought us an old secondhand surfboard. We just moved to Mauritius, which was around 10 years ago, so around 2010, 2011. And we just got to the island. I never really spent any time in the ocean because I lived in Taiwan before. And, you know, it's not, not so big to go out in the sea there. And since my dad was small, he was an avid surfer. He loved to be in the ocean and he just wanted to pass on that passion once we moved to Mauritius. So we got our first surfboards and yeah, since then, you know, I've been fully de dedicated my life to the ocean. Um, I was homeschooled. Me and my brothers and my sister were all homeschooled. So we could literally spend every single day 24 seven out in the sea. And that's just grown my passion and my love for the ocean over the years. And so that would probably be my earliest memories of 
being in the ocean. Yeah, well, it's remarkable. And with a life spent on the water, your mindset's different from most people. So I want to know, what have you learned from the water? Because I know it's shaped your life and your philosophy and your outlook towards everything. So what have you learned from the water or the ocean? The main thing I'd probably have to take out is, you know, just to be, just to know that you like literally one with nature, you know, nature's, nature's so powerful. You know, when I'm out there in the waves and sometimes I'm going out in waves, I, I don't know, on feet, but like five, six meters, probably around 20 feet or so, you know, these waves are huge. It's like mountains of water on top of you, you know, and when you get smashed and you get, and you wipe out on one of those waves, it's, the only thing you can do is just try to remain calm. So we spend so much time, you know, just learning and, and practicing just to remain calm in those kind of situations, you know, and so that it really puts you into your place and you really start to understand how powerful mother nature is. And so one of the things I really take from that is, you know, in normal life situations, you know, when you're feeling in unease to really implement what I've learned from getting smashed by some of the biggest waves in the world, and implementing even to the smallest things in life that you start to get a little bit frustrated about or get a bit upset about, you know, you just got to try remain calm, you know, relax, You're the same breathing, you know, just bring your heart rate down. And so that's one of the main things I've implemented from, let's say, riding these huge waves into my, into my normal daily routine. That's fantastic. What's it like to get smashed by some of these mountainous waves? Because I know there's a lot of emotions. There's probably like a little bit of fear, making sure that you're safe, a little bit of calm. But I'm sure there's also a little bit of exhilaration, like just getting smashed around. is like, that was, that was, might have been dangerous and I was at risk, but that was fun. No, of course. You know, it's, that's why we do it. You know, we all, you know, for me, I just want to, I want to, I just love riding waves. That's my thing. And so whether I'm on a, whether I'm kite surfing, whether I'm surfing, whether I'm foiling, I just love riding waves, you know, and so when you're getting smashed by these huge waves, there's a, there's a mix of, yeah, exactly. Fear. There's a mix of adrenaline. There's like joy, you know, so there's so many different feelings going through, you know, you you don't even know what's, you're just in the moment, you know, that's, that's it. You just, when I, that's the only way I can describe it. Like it's the closest I feel to being like in the present moment in that certain situation. And for me, that's something I just want to have over and over and again. And that's what, makes me thrive to go out on the water every day because I just want to have that feeling of being yeah. out there one with the water and just, yeah, just loving it. I love that. And I see just your, your face is lit up as even you're describing it. And I guess that makes me think of what you would call like a fun and successful run. A fun and successful run is probably not always just where you don't fall. Probably the falls make some of that fun as well. For sure, you know, because yeah. that's when you start to understand that you're progressing. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you look at those failures and you say well i obviously did something that i haven't done as well before yeah. or i haven't done before and you know there's that's the reason for failing now i'll go and try it again and then i actually succeed in that you know there's yeah. progression and yeah that's what's that's what's awesome you know so it's not that you're falling every single wave but you know those waves that you do fall you know you push it that extra little yeah. bit harder and yeah no i yeah. love it eh? The differences between regular surfing and kite surfing, I'm, I'm sure that the, there's extra challenges that come with just facing the wind. In most sports, when we think of every sport, we think of staying away from wind. Wind's a bad thing, but in kite surfing, yeah. wind's a good thing. So what's the relationship with the wind and what are some of the extra challenges that I might not know about? Um, so the thing is with, with kite surfing, it's basically taking surfing where you ride just on your surfboard, paddling into waves and allowing you to ride waves when it's windy, you know, often surfers or people out on the beach, you don't want to go to the beach when it's windy, but kite surfing brings a whole new aspect to the sport 
which makes you able to ride waves just like you would surf, but with a kite. So, you know, kiting opens up so many different possibilities of spots around the world that, you know, you're not limited to just having waves. You know, if there's no waves, you can still kite surf. If there's kite surf and waves, you can kite surf in the waves, you know. So you're kind of just looking for spots. You know, we look for spots around the world where we can do both of them. You know, we wake up early in the morning, six o'clock sunrise, you go out for your surf, you paddle out. Then around 10, 11 o'clock, the wind picks up, you pump up your kite and you go out on the exact same spot you surfed early in the morning when it was glassy and no wind you'd go and kite that spot. So it just ho opens up a whole, a whole lot more kind of conditions that you can go out in. I feel I had to stop the interview and pull up my to-do list and add kite surf with Willow in 2021. I feel like I got to put it on my list immediately because you got me stoked. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You talk about kite surfing allows you to find new locations around the world. So what have been yours that have been the most memorable? You know, like I said before, kite surf, you can pretty much do anywhere around the world. And okay. that's what's so cool about this sport, whether it's on a lake, whether it's on a river, whether it's on the sea, whether it's, you know, you can do it anywhere you would like. You can do it on a swimming pool if it's big enough and there's some wind, you know, so, yeah. so you can go pretty much wherever you want. And I would say probably some of the most memorable trips have to be places like Brazil. Yeah. I often go there for, for photo shoots um, together with my sponsors and my, the brands that I'm, I'm, I'm riding for. And uh, we go to some places that I never even would have thought existed. You know, you, I, I remember going through a, a place very far up north in Brazil. Um, it's, it's even past a place called Jericoquara, which is quite a famous place for kite surfing in the north. And, you know, you drive for 12, 14 hours on a road and you get to little villages where houses are still made out of, you know, clay and people are trading things, you know, eggs for petrol and, you know, these and you... It's just a completely different world. And so kite surfing and sports in general can bring you to places you would never even imagine existed. So that's what I love about this sport, that it opens up so many places around the world that we are able to see doing what we love, you know. So, and I know so many people that do it, you know, passionate kite surfers, their, their motivation is to go to their next dream location, you know, save up the entire year to go on a rural trip up into africa or into brazil or even in europe there's so many places to visit so yeah no there's definitely some pretty cool places to check out okay so you mentioned you could pretty much do it anywhere so for you what's number one on the list that you haven't done yet that you're like i gotta get there I haven't done yet i would probably say would be in a place completely different to where i'd usually go you know when i go couch surfing i'm always looking for for spots that are nice for photos or that's got really good conditions and that's always kind of a warmer climate where we often in board shorts or maybe a little wetsuit, but I really, really love and dream to go to a place like Iceland, okay. you know, where it's completely freezing a place where nobody would kind of imagine going, you know, mm -hmm. because it's just, it doesn't seem like a place you would want to go surf or kite surf, you know, but I'm sure there's some hidden gems and some, some awesome hidden spots that nobody's ever been to that I would love to go and explore and, and to discover. And so that would probably be a place that I'd love to go one day. It's very windy on Iceland. Yeah. In fact, I was going to a <laughs> tour a once and our tour got turned around because there was too much wind. So that could be, that could be something. That's, that's so. good news for me. That's good news <laughs> for me. <laughs> how does the uncertainty of the waves and the wind while you're out there, how does that play a role into it? Because in so many sports, right? In so many sports, there's a plan, like I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to do it. But out on the waves, there's a lot of uncertainty in a good way. So you can be creative, but you also have to be adaptable to the things that happen with both the waves and the water. So how do you handle the uncertainty 
of the waves. I'm sure that you enjoy it, but what's the mindset there when you're on the water and not knowing what can happen next? It's, it's just a matter of, you know, the amount of time that I've spent in the ocean, you start to understand and read waves. And eventually it doesn't matter. It almost doesn't matter wherever you go in the world, you start to, you can, you see waves or you see sections of waves differently to how someone with less knowledge in the ocean season, you know, I can, I can, I can spot, I can see currents. I can see the way the water's moving in certain ways. I can see where sections are starting to build up because the sandbank over there is a bit shallower or the reef is a little bit shallower, you know? So the more and more time you start spending in the ocean, you start to understand how to read it. And we'll never be completely capable of reading it a hundred percent, but you start to, to understand certain things and the way waves move that, you know, make it just, yeah, it's kind of hard to describe, you know, it's just so like imprinted in my head that, you know, it's for me, I just go out in the way in the water and I can see exactly what the wave's going to do 99% of the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, if it's completely new spot, you have to suss it out, get used to it. But say, yeah, the, the more time you start spending in the ocean, the more you're able to predict those kind of, challenges those different ways of like the waves the way the way the wave breaks you know and all that kind of thing so it's just yeah a matter of of getting that experience and spending time in the ocean to start understanding it but it is it is an awesome a very awesome feeling because there's not many sports where your conditions are constantly changing when you're doing that sport you know I'll be sitting in the water and one, one minute the wave's breaking on the left and one minute it's breaking on the right, you know? And if you don't know the spot, you can get quickly caught out on the inside and get smashed by these waves. So it's, you're constantly moving, you're constantly analyzing what the ocean's doing, if it's getting bigger or smaller, the tide's going up or down, the current's pulling you left or right. So there's so much going on. And it's, there's not too many sports that's like that. So it's, it's, it's really, a, really an amazing sport. Yeah, and by you saying that you get better as it over time, that's just because you are being comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. So that's something that not just on the waves you can use in life. Uh, coaching and helping others is important to you. So what are some of the resources in the camps that you offer? I, you know, I want to add value wherever I can and to, help, to whoever I can. You know, um, I've built up this base of knowledge over the years of doing kitesurfing, surfing, and spending my life around the ocean that I would love to share that. I love to share that with anybody around me, people that are interested and eager to learn whether it's the sport or whether it's just about the ocean in general. So, you know, I love, I love sharing my knowledge and I love to try to add as much value as I can to other people. And so, you know, if there's people out there that, you know, have any questions about cat surfing, surfing, water sports in general, I'll be happy to share the knowledge that I do know about it. And yeah, so people, if you guys are listening, just send me a DM Send me a message and I'll be happy to chat with you guys. So cool. I, often do, I often do camps all around the world, a lot in Mauritius, in Greece, and also here in South Africa. And I just love to share what I've learned over the, the last few years, you know. So yeah. yeah, just try to add value wherever I can. Earlier you were talking about one thing you love about the ocean is that we're all one. It's all united. And being out there, it helps simplify that perspective. So sustainability, ecological conservation is an important aspect of your life. So what are the most important habits that we need to start using if we haven't already? And what are some of your sustainability projects? You know, like actually just a few months ago, I don't know if you heard, there was a, a really big oil tanker that crashed onto the reefs, uh, our coastline in Mauritius, mm-hmm. and it leaked thousands and uh, tens of thousands of oil, uh, liters of oil, tons yeah. of oil um, onto our reefs and onto the beaches and in our lagoons. And it was actually 
a marine reserve. So it was in a pre- protected area where no boats go. And, you know, the ship literally crashed right on it, you know. And one thing I learned is that in a matter of like minutes or hours that we found out about this, that we could see the ship right in front of us. Thousands and thousands of people from Mauritius came together to, to clean up this mess and to clean up all this oil with our hands, with our bare hands, you know, mm-hmm. we're literally scooping oil. I have photos, there's videos and photos of us cleaning up this oil with our, with our own hands, you know. And so when that happened, you know, I started to realize that it doesn't matter what, what happens in life, you know, where, where you, whether it's on our beaches, whether it's here in nature, whether it's just around you on the streets, you know, we, we can all together make small steps of cleaning up kind of all this mess that is around us. And together we can start changing and adapting the kind of the, the changing the mentality of, you know, to clean up what's around us, you know? And so seeing this in Mauritius and living it, cleaning up all this oil, seeing all these thousands of people come together and no one was getting paid for it. Nobody, everyone just had the same self interest, like the interest of cleaning up this mess that's destroyed our beaches, you know? And so when I started thinking about that, I was just like, you know, imagine we implement this into our daily lives of people more and more start picking up one or two things around the beach, picking up one or two things on the streets, whether it's plastic, whether it's rubbish, you know, implementing that can, can have a huge effect on the world, on our beaches and in nature in general, you know? I think that's great. Is there one behavior that you've seen that kind of irks you the most? Um, probably the, the most annoying thing is when I see people throwing trash out of the car. Okay. I think that really bugs me, you know, yeah. it's like just stop on the side of the road and, pick up your stuff and put it in the bin, you know, because yeah. that's one thing I do see a lot. And when I see that, I, I go, I go a little bit crazy. <laughs> I start, I push the horn and I'm like, start hooting the whole way until they eventually ask what's the problem. And I'm like, you know, you just threw 10 cans out your car and I'll pick it up. You know, yeah. that's probably one thing that I hate the most. I appreciate that. You have a extremely multicultural background and I think that's yeah. advantageous and, and it's, you're so fortunate to have that. So how has, the multicultural background in your life and living in multiple locations, how has that shaped your philosophy on life? Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely changed the way I look at, at life in general. You know, my, my, my sister, we actually adopted in Taiwan. So having a, an Asian mm-hmm. sister mm-hmm. has changed our lives completely. You know, people would look at it and be like, well, she doesn't look like your sister, you know, three blonde, blonde young kids, you know, and then my <laughs> Chinese looking sister, people are like, you know, and so, you know, it just teaches you in life, you know, like I said before, you know, together we all won, you know, it doesn't matter what race, what color, what, what nationality you are, we all together, we all won, we all want the same thing in life, you know, love, peace, and, you know, tranquility. So, yeah, I think uh, being able to, to travel around the world has definitely taught me a lot about that, you know, to, to give and, and to receive with anybody in life, you know, it's just to give what you can and, yeah, I think that's what traveling has kind of helped me with the most is to understand that yeah. aspect of life. For someone visiting South Africa for the first time or Mauritius, what would be some of your recommendations? Either or, either pick one of the two. Uh, I, would, I would say Mauritius because I've spent my whole life there. Yeah. I know it off by heart. And, uh, you know, there's so much to explore. Mauritius is an amazing island. There are so many things to do. The first thing I would say is to come learn kite surfing. Uh, Hit, hit me up, send me a message, come, come have a lesson, come enjoy the sport with me. I'd love to, to teach you guys and yourself. If you come over, please just make sure you hit me up and we'll go for a couple, a couple sessions. 
And uh, yeah, but there's plenty to do. You know, one of my, my top things I love doing in Mauritius is to um, swim with whales. We can swim with sperm whales, which is probably the one of the most insane experiences I've done in my life. Um, swimming with these giant creatures, you know, that are 10 meters long is just one of the craziest things I've ever experienced. And yeah, you can, you can pretty much do whatever you want in Mauritius. There's mountains, there's hiking, there's diving, there's free diving, there's swimming with whales, swimming with dolphins, kite surfing, surfing, whatever you want, they have it there, you know. So it's one of the most beautiful places in the world for me. And it's a place I love going back to. Even after all the places I travel around the world, I just love going home because there's just everything I want to do there. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, it is on the list now. That is going to be a big goal. Uh, 2021, here we are, New Year. So what are the goals and plans, projects that you have coming up? Well, I, have, I have so many ideas, plans, yeah, goals that I would love to, to achieve this year. I think one of the main, thing is, one of the main things that I'm, I'm going to be pushing and dedicating a lot of my time to is a, is a new sport called wingfoiling. I don't know if you've I ever don't. seen it before, but it's basically a hydrofoil underneath your surfboard that pretty much pushes you and like basically ele- elevates you above the water. So you're pretty much flying above the water. And then you have like a kite looking thing, but you, hel- you hold it in your hand so there's no lines. And basically, yeah, it's, it's called wing foiling. So you're pretty much flying above the water. It's very weird or trippy to look at because it's something completely new, something that's not, hasn't, that hasn't been around too long. And so that's kind of what I'm just focusing all my time, dedicating as much time as possible, just doing this out on the water because I really want to be a part of the, the developing or pioneering this new sport that's it's basically a new era of surfing so i'm just spending all my time energy pushing pushing it researching developing new wings new foils new boards into the sports and so that's probably my number one project or goal that i'm working towards this year Fantastic. Most people, you know, resolutions to lose weight. You're, you're perfecting a new sport. So it's perfect. Uh, well, this is this was so much fun. This has been an amazing conversation. You got me stoked and fired up about getting out on the water. How can people stay up to date and follow your adventures? Thanks so much, bro. I really appreciate you reaching out to me. Um, I'm super stoked and thankful to be on your podcast. For everyone that wants to continue following my adventures, where I'm going, where I'm at, just, uh, and if you have anything to ask me, feel free to send me a message. You can follow me on Instagram at Willow River Tonkin, which is my name, and on TikTok, which is at Willow's World. So feel free to, yeah, hit me up, send me a message, and uh, would love to get in contact with you guys. And thanks once again, bro. Well, I appreciate we'll you. This it. was we'll keep this... in touch. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. I appreciate you, and um, I admire what you're doing. I just, and I admire more, more so than anything else, I just admire your philosophy and your outlook on life. And Thanks a lot. That's, well, I really, it's incredible. Really it's really it. what I what I attracted me to talk to you the most. I just love your perspective on everything. Uh, I hope we talk, we'll, so we'll much, stay in bro. touch. We'll stay in touch. But thanks definitely, for today. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you so All much, right. bro. Keep well, eh? Bye, Will. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Willow. Hope to see you out on the water this year. Make sure to check out his website, WillowRiverTonkin.com. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, 
Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. <laughs>